Uh, here's another one. Um, I heard a story that there's a certain spider, and I can't remember which one it was, that after it's, it's impregnated the other spider and that spider is pregnant, it'll offer itself up to be eaten by that spider. Well, we're back on the redback again. She's the Game of Thrones of spiders, this one. You put a female redback in a bottle with an egg sac, the babies hatch out, the babies eat each other down, guess who's left? The boy. The boy goes back and mates with the mother. and she What? Kills him and usually eats him in the process of mating, and then it's, a, it's it's her son. Her son, yeah. So her son goes back and tries to mate with his mum, and so, well, will usually be successful, and and will mate with its mum. Yep, yep. And so does that mean that they'll have nine-legged spider babies? No, they just have a highly <laughs> functional existence. Hi, my name is Mike Goldman and welcome to On The Mic. This lovely chap in front of me is Robert Raven and he is in charge of land animals at the Queensland Museum. That's basically it. Terrestrial biodiversity, is that what you call it? That's right. We, we deal with the naming and classification of land animals. Yeah. Right, great. And the, one of the reasons why I got you in is, is a fact about you that I found amazing. You're a spider expert, but you're an arachnophobe as well. How the hell does that happen? Well, you know, when I was very young, my father was a mining engineer and he'd talk about going into disused mine shafts with flaming newspapers and burning the webs and the spiders would fall down and fall down the back of his neck and you tell yeah. a child the right age that and you've got it. So are you a little bit jumpy at work? Like, oh, have they, got, have they escaped? Are I, you always panicking? No, not at work so much. Um, I, I know that if I'm tired or... I've put my guard down, hmm. then I'm I'm done. Or if I'm sick, I know. But I mean, one night I was out. I was out all day in out near the uh, near Ayers Rock collecting. Went out all night collecting spiders, webs, walking into them and picking them up all the time. Crawled into my tent, lay back on on my pillow, and right there in front of my face was a huntsman. The span of my face. Oh. And I remembered then that I still have a fear of spiders, and I bolted. Thankfully, nobody was around to but a huntsman, see me. But a huntsman can't kill you. No, but huntsmen are probably the most dangerous spiders in Australia, not for that what? very reason. Because, what? Because, because people just sitting there driving along in their car the next minute flip down the visor and guess oh. who's on the visor. I thought you were going to just Over give me some go. revelation like they're actually poisonous and they can kill you. I didn't know no, that. No, but, no. oh, man, huntsmen freak me out. What's the best way to catch one of those things? Because I usually stick a piece of paper, uh, um, no, a lunchbox on its head and then a piece of paper underneath and then throw it out in the garden. Or should you just kill it? No, no. Well, I mean, if you, if you, that's the best way to get, deal with them, certainly. Kill them. No, well, oh. killing them is dangerous because one guy actually struck a huntsman at eye level and the abdomen exploded into his eye, blinded him for a couple of days. So don't go hitting them. There's karma in these things. Okay. You know, so the, the best thing to do is what you're doing. And that's what I have to do when I see a huntsman in my bedroom at night. I can't tolerate them above my head. So, but the thing is that it's it's assault because the thing is, as soon as the next wind comes up, the rain comes in. So does a huntsman. They don't like that wind and rain either. So, what is the most poisonous spider in Australia? Is it the funnel web? The most venomous is the funnel web, but the, probably the, the one that gets us most of the time is the redbacks. They get in places we don't sort of think about. Always see them under chairs. That's right. Chairs in the sun, toys in the sun. You know, 
around the bus bus stops. They used to be in this under the seats in the bus stops because you know they they weren't being watched very much. Now they're being very careful about that. But metal seats, um, great those lovely YouTube pipes that all over the place that uh, you know the huge pipes that they have on fences and railings that spiders oh, are them. under the hole. Mm, yeah, fantastic. So, so uh, what's the smartest spider out there? Because I think it would be the funnel web. Because I remember I was hosing one once and it was up on a ledge and I'm going to kill you, you bastard before you kill me. It, it crawled up higher on the ledge, and I didn't realize at the time it was spinning a web. And then it, and it, it turned around, bangs first, and just swung at me like Tarzan. Yeah, it wasn't a funnel web. They won't do that. They can't climb well, like oh, that. Oh, it wasn't a funnel web. No, no, it was probably an orb weaver or something like that. A lot of things that are black people, didn't they think are... I don't even know what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, they're completely harmless, those sorts of things. They, they get in your way. They, again, they cause the freak-out effect. Mm. But the thing what is... What is that freak-out effect? You know, when you're in the car and all of a sudden... Oh, freak out effect, right. Yeah, yeah. I think you meant that was when he spins the web and... No, ah! no, no, no. Um, but what's, what is a smarter spider? Are spiders intelligent? I think the huntsmen are out there. They're pretty... But the big animals have got lots of um, lots of brain power, but the really amazing and beautiful ones are the jumping spiders. They're just absolutely crazy little things. Some of them, you know, not much bigger than a couple of grains of sand put together. But they are the most ornate and beautiful and they mate beautifully and they dance amazingly. and they. What do you mean they mate beautifully? You've been watching a well, mate under a microscope? Well, no, they put this beautiful big shield up, some of them, and they wave their legs what? around in the air and it's absolutely fantastic. It sounds like a to... night in the valley. Sure. <laughs> a couple of girls out there dancing around, guys as well. Very I guess. exciting, yeah. So what's the most scariest situation for you around your spiders, Mr. Spider Expert, who's an arachnophobe? I think the ones that I was, you know, when I come across a huntsman, and the thing is that one of the things that I have is an old four-wheel drive diesel, and mm. when you idle that car, mm. then things come running to the car, right? And when they come running to the car, they're actually disturbed and upset, so they're standing there biting the air, things that are normally quite harmless and innocent looking, just standing there biting the air, so they're quite rank. And the mm. last time I was in one of these situations was near a very big diesel generator the size of a container. Mm. Put my hand down and whack straight into the hand. The spider just bites me on the hand, a couple of drops of blood and a little bit of embarrassment. That was all there was. Ooh. And so do you have any tingling spidey senses since that happened, since you were bitten? Oh, only a few. Could that happen? <laughs> I suspect it can. You no. <laughs> get the clue that they're all around you. So you go whacking them, you'll know about your spider senses. The, you'll be panicking. The, I, like, I can't stand spiders. I like, I like snakes more than spiders i'm fascinated by spiders but i don't want to be anywhere near them i was hoping that you wouldn't bring any today and you'd be putting in my hand or anything like that like you see on totally wild or any of those shows but once i i slept in my friend's basement and he had some spider's eggs hatched in the roof and i and i woke up and i think i was asleep on an inflatable mattress and i woke up and i put this thing on my face and i'm like oh, what's that and i go oh it's a baby spider and i looked up and there was literally 150, 200 just spiders just slowly coming down. It was the scariest thing. I thought I was having a nightmare. It's probably one of these old houses, you know, with the inset lights, those ones that had the gap around them. Yeah. And it's probably redback babies coming down on you. <laughs> redback babies coming down on you. Yeah, yeah, all over you. Yeah, That's yeah. a horror movie right there. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Okay, uh, you, you've got to settle this for me. This is something, uh, it, it might be myth, but I heard this many years ago that... Sometimes spiders can crawl into your ear in the middle of the night and maybe even hatch in your head. Has that yeah, happened? Yeah, no, Is that that's true? absolute rubbish. No, no, they oh. don't do that sort of thing. Ears are bad places for animals to be in. They're very tight and there's lots of gooey stuff in there that'll foul their legs oh. up and feet like that. So they don't like going into those sort of places. So no, no one's ever had an experience where a spider has, has 
hatched in their face. No, or, no, that's is that is that just, just absolute rubbish. Is no, that no. just clickbait on yeah, on a website that's, right, that's made me read yeah, it and go, yeah, oh my god, I can't believe that I'm going to share stuff, it, and yeah, I didn't realise that there was an ad for IKEA at the bottom of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, your fascination of, of spiders has led you to be, uh, you know, the the, uh, the king of spiders or the Spidey Man, as they call you at Queensland Museum. What, what kind of what kind of exhibits do you have there, and uh, and what what do you teach all the kids or or adults or whoever comes in there to, to learn about spiders? Oh, what we teach the kids is try to calm down, look at the spiders, try and see what they tell me what they see that the spider can run up the wall, how, how big it is, how big the head to the body is. All these things give us clues. But, I mean, it's a fantastic world now with all this social media stuff mm. out there. I mean, Facebook just burns with kids who are really, really smart. They've figured out these things. They're very prudent about what they're saying. You know, they're not saying outrageously stupid things. They're very moderate. And I, I think my job's practically done, you know, as far as helping people deal with spiders. The biggest part of the world that I've got to deal with now is to get some more names out there, name a lot more new species. Oh, how many more species are there? They reckon about 6,000 at least spiders in Australia. Um, that we haven't named? Yeah. Oh, wow. Long way to go. We're only chipping away at it like 40, 50 a year. And so... Would there be a lot of spiders like in the vicinity where we are right now? Like, isn't there some sort of weird fact that you know wherever you go in Australia, there's ten thousand spiders within hundred meters? No, I'm about ten thousand, but you know, just about where we are now, probably a couple of spiders within about few a few meters of us. So walking around, yeah, don't panic. They're all very small. You open your mouth like that, they'll drop straight in. That's by accident. Oh, you said they don't hatch in your face. No, they don't hatch. Maybe in your my face. beard. No, no. <laughs> The bikey myth, no, that doesn't happen either. Have and you I ever... don't get into dreadlocks in the woman's ear. Yeah, that's rubbish. No, no. Well, you are, I don't know, yeah. man. You need to go to Nimbin and check out some of the people's dreadlocks there. I reckon they've probably got a few Too hatching in there. Too much activity, not enough insect life. And so um, what kind of spiders do you have at the Queensland Museum? Well, we've got a good collection of tarantulas there and we put them on show once a week and bring them down and let people see the live stuff and feed them and put them together. And, you know, it's really great to see these. So people don't hold them? No, they can't hold them. They're just a bit too delicate. We're worried about the spiders getting hurt rather than the people. The body's a big ball, you know, soft ball, so it drops into the ground or split. They're they're the ones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Amongst where where, where yeah. Indy get yeah they he goes turn around and he and he, he sweeps all the tarantulas off his back. Are they poisonous? And can well, you have them as pets? Well, they're they're they're, they're that's the South American ones. And yeah. They're really harmless. The only mm. thing about them is they got really itchy hairs on them. The Australian and, and Asian ones are not harmless. They come and bite, and they bite quite vigorously. Um, you know, they can kill a dog or a cat in about twenty to thirty to forty minutes. So no trouble at all. With with us, they generate mild local pain and, and maybe six to eight hours of vomiting in the very bad oh, cases. Oh, so you don't want that. But what about you see all these people who have got tarantulas as pets? Yeah, they, it's They're amazing. crawling all over their hand. Like they, they cut the fangs out of their face? No, or no, they haven't. No, they've, they've just taken, befriended this spider and it doesn't right. bite them. If you if you habituate with the spider when it's growing up, it's... Habituate, it gets, like befriend it. What yeah, do you do? Like feed it and look after it? it? And it gets used to someone, walk, their hand walking on it and something like that. Just so. like having a dog. Yeah, you've just got to be a little bit more careful because this dog will tend to bite you. And the thing is that you don't know what's going on. If something's hurt it or something like that, then it can be totally out of behaviour and turn around and latch its fangs into you. How do spiders behave? 
Most of them behave really well. I mean, you know, as I said, some of these things are absolutely amazing. When you see two of them together and the male starts mating or going into the mating dance. I mean, one situation we saw a whole series of water droplets and a little jumping spider jumped into the first one, spun around on the curve of the meniscus, thought that was fun, jumped into the next one and started spinning around on the next one. It was decided that it was actually having fun and broke all the rules of Are science. Are you kidding? So they know what's going on out there to some Spiders extent. Spiders having fun? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was breakdance, like a dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's incredible. a very strong curve. It's like a big dome, the meniscus of water on the ground. Mm. And, you know, it generates this really con- concave effect. Lots of hairs on it, which generate lots Especially of... Especially when they're that small. Yep, yep. Yeah. Amazing stuff, yeah. What's the biggest spider on the planet? Is it the bird spider? Yeah, the one that they call... They, they call it, It's true, it's called a bird spider. There's mm. a big South American thing they call Goliath. We've got a specimen in, in the collection. In You've the got museum. one? A, a live one? No, or? no, oh. we've only got a pr- big big preserved one but they're very big and that's why they were called bird spiders because the body has got these big long hairs coming out looks like a fledgling fledgling chick so they don't some of them actually eat birds in australia and in other places but they're they're in australia not that not that one but the tarantula group is that that it's one of the tarantula group and we've got tarantulas in australia oh so that's the the biggest spider we have in australia is a tarantula is that's right and how big is that is that like the size of my head or something yeah pretty Getting out That's there, a big head. spread over your <laughs> spread over your face. Wouldn't quite get to your ears, but getting out there enough to freak you right out. And so, do they just build a really strong web and just hope a bird flies into it? Well, that's what a lot of them do. They don't know. They're not after these. The tarantulas are not building webs. They're building holes in the ground most of the time. But the but how do they catch a bird with a hole in the ground? Well, they just walk along, pick up a quail that's you know around there. One guy actually oh. had a chicken. He had some young chick chicks hatch and realised that he was one short. Looked across the ground, saw that there was a chick stuck to the ground, flapping its wings, and there was the spider trying to drag it down a hole that was too small to get the chick into. So it had gone and raided the chick chicken coop. That poor little chick. Yeah, he got it back. It was fine. And spider so, was huge. It sat over the over the rim of its hat. Yeah. So oh wow, that's massive. Mm. And where was that? That was out west, sort of long way to Queensland. Way. Wow. Yeah. So, so Queensland's got the biggest spiders, I guess, in Australia. We do. Yeah, we have the biggest ones and the and the fastest ones, and you know the ones that breed fastest too. Breed the oh, which ones breed the fastest? Well, the coastal ones do very well, so they get okay. you know get to adulthood in three to five years. Doesn't it looks very quick, so they're fantastic. As so pets. how many how many they lay at once? About a hundred eggs or so. Hundred eggs. Yeah, Imagine that trying to look after a hundred screaming me- well, little kids. Well, you know, kids. it's it's dog eat dog with this stuff literally. Do they look after them, or do they just have to go out and fend for themselves? Well, for a little while they do look after them, but then they get big enough and they start actually killing each other if they don't get out of the burrow and run away. Oh. So it's... it's they start killing each other. Highly functional. It's like, like um, sharks in... The, like the uh, baby sharks, baby sharks. Sorry, I got that song in my head. Um, inside the womb, they'll eat the other sharks to survive. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that one. Hey, yeah. That's another completely different show. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me something. This is, this is a crazy fact. I, I, and I heard so many bizarre facts about spiders. Is it true that a spider can go for a whole year without eating anything? I think we're probably getting out there a little bit. No, oh, okay. I think about 90 days is what they've got. They've got a, a ship voyage. They've got redbacks travelling on a ship and then no, noting that it was inside a container, there was no food in the container. When did it go on? When did it come right. off? You know, about 90 so days, three, three four months. Um, and they can st- after that, they can still bite and they can still actually um, mate and probably won't last but long after that, though. 
Okay. And another weird spider fact I heard. I'm just going to keep throwing these at you because, hey, when, when, when else are you going to get a spider expert to be able to ask all these questions to? You're short okay. on the big ones. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Um, I heard a story that there's a certain spider, and I can't remember which one it was, that after it's, it's impregnated the other spider and that spider is pregnant, it'll offer itself up to be eaten by that spider. Well, we're back on the redback again. She's the... Game of Thrones of spiders, this one. You put a female redback in a bottle with an egg sac, the babies hatch out, the babies eat each other down, guess who's left? The boy. The boy goes back and mates with the mother and she what? kills him and usually eats him in the process of mating. And then. It's, a, it's, it's her son. Her son, yeah. So her son goes back and tries to mate with his mum. And so, well, will usually be successful. And, and we'll mate with its mum. Yep, yep. And so does that mean that they'll have nine-legged spider babies? No, they just have a highly <laughs> functional existence. These guys do extremely well. So they're the most amazing. And, you know, they get around very, very easily. So an animal That's that can weird. breed like that. I mean, they're in Japan. They're te- tearing off from Osaka to jo- Tokyo now. They're doing redbacks. very well. Yeah, yeah. They've Our redbacks. Yeah, yeah. So did, did they, they're native to Australia. They're native to southwestern and, and southern Australia. But so now they're just out there, man. Those things are taking they over. They came around when the ships started to come around and bring them around the coast. I mean, the first redback bite occurred in Adelaide in 1849, and the spider wasn't named probably until 1873. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's just, you know, the, the, I think the best one is the one that gets all the pupils of the men dilated, that some daddy long legs have a sexual organ bigger than the rest of the spider. There's a silence in this conversation. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture a daddy long legs penis. <laughs> they get very big. What? They get very, very they, as, as bigger or bigger it's like than It's like a ninth leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey there, Harold. Uh, <laughs> that uh, leg's looking a little weird. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's bizarre. <laughs> you, you know these very strange facts about spiders. And, and which, which one is the, um, the, the weirdest that, that has, like, I guess that would be the weirdest thing, like the, uh, the redback where... I think that's it, out it there. It has, has, a, has a baby, and, like it has a litter. Do they call it a litter? Yeah, they the exact. Yep, and the so the boy goes back, tries to, to well, has sex with the mum, back, back goes and kills all of its brothers and sisters. Right? It kills all its brothers and sisters. So it's selection operating and right it, in that moment that he's just going out and eating and eating and get bigger and stronger and he's growing to an adult because he's got to do it two or three malts to get to an adult. So he's got to feed up fast and then he goes back mates with his mother and yeah. so then she's got fertile. She she can fertilize eggs. When hopefully the door opens again and she can get food. That's weird. Very man. functional existence. That that is a freaking weird spider. And so now these little bastards have got on a boat and they've gone to Japan, and the poor little Japanese people were freaking out because of redbacks. Yeah, yeah. And, and the crazy thing was they couldn't work out where they were getting, where they were getting, and they because they were doing big samurai kind of jumps all over the place. And it turned out that what they were doing was they were hitchhiking rides on the on the emergency services vehicle. So the fire trucks sit in one spot, they get hot, the spiders build up in number, it's nice and calm and peaceful. It's the warmest place around because there's all this metal on it. So they get over those Japanese winters and then they drive, you know, 30 kilometres away to do with a, a house fire and then the little little guys start spreading out from that point. Amazing stuff. All little Japanese people. It's bad enough your house burnt down and the fire engine turns up with a whole shit tonne of redback spiders. Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> That's full on. Oh, my God. Well, um, 
I I just I gotta say that spiders freak me out, and like if I if I was scared of them before, I'm a little bit more. Freaked. Well, that was not my intention, not not at all. Should should I be loving them? Should well, I be appreciating it's not a matter of their loving weirdness? Them. It's just the thing is, they're not to freak out because most of the spiders are so small. You, you probably wouldn't notice them if you swallowed them, but if one hit you in the eye, you would. So they're really small. So they, they can't even break the skin, most of them. Another fact, okay? Uh, okay, stupid facts. Um, apparently, uh, we eat a certain amount of spiders in our lifetime. Have you heard that fact? I think that's, 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 that's rubbish, that one. Did, did they crawl in your mouth when you're asleep? No, they, that's, no, They're that small and no, it's like, we, like it's a no, bucket of them. There's a eat. blow of warm, wet air coming out of your mouth, right? Mm. So that's, they, their bodies, they, they've got very sensitive hairs on the legs. As I said, the huntsman will come inside as soon as it starts to get rainy and windy. So these things, they sense that going in, they'll pull themselves up and get out of the way. So, is the daddy long legs the most poisonous spider? No, but it, that, but it's just it can't. It doesn't have fangs long enough. No, it has fangs long enough, but it was a Boy Scout leader's joke. It That's another loose. crap fact. How many people have told me that over the years? Yeah, yeah, the daddy yeah. long legs is the most poisonous spider, but its fangs. And they aren't love long enough. seeing the reaction in your face when they say it. Why do they do that? I didn't even do the Boy Scouts. I've had people tell me that. That's that's crazy. So, um, well, what what is the the most poisonous? Before you know, we figured it out. It's the um, the I think the funnel, re- web. the funnel web's out there. But in terms of potentials and bites, the redback is the one that does most of the biting. But I mean, we've got antivenoms for both of them, mm. and the funnel web antivenom is the one that is effective across all the species. Oh, funnel web. So if you have that, use it for any of them. Well, it doesn't work for redbacks, but any of the funnel webs is like thirty five species of funnel webs. So any one of those it work completely well against. And oh, okay. some of them are completely harmless, like the Tasmanian ones. Oh, okay. So, what oh, is the Tasmanian redback? It's harmless. No, the Tasmanian funnel web. A oh, funnel web, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, but it looks like a funnel web. Yep. And you and behaves like a funnel web. You think it's going to kill you, but it's not. No. That's that's good. And I'm in Tasmania. I know not to worry if I see a Tasmanian not funnel web. Not to freak out. But how do you know? I mean, what do you ask it? Well, I mean, most of the things in Tasmania are not particularly dangerous. But if you see a black spider with a red stripe, you you're in the good stuff. So, have you ever eaten a spider? I don't think so deliberately. Mm. Um, I've ridden a motorbike quite a bit, so you know you <laughs> tend to get things in your mouth that you don't want. Occasional cigarette butt and that sort of thing. What kind of bike do you ride? Uh, at the moment, it's a it's a um, Korean piece of rubbish. Show. Oh yeah, like a mm. Hyo Sung or something. Mm, one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah Two fifty sports. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I raised my ass because I just had a motorbike accident uh, a short while ago. And uh, I was just 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 thinking about whether I should get back on it, it or not, whether I should keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, far out. Um, well, what other facts can you tell us about spiders? I mean, I've just been, you know, asking well, you a million things. I want to know. One, what... one of my colleagues used to say to me that um, he well, he actually said it in a, in a book. He said that a good day, um, a, a, this spider guy said, a good day is one spending looking entirely at male genitalia. So that's the thing with spiders is that all of the all of the species differences lie in the genitalia, both mostly the male, to a lesser extent the female. So every male has a different shaped penis kind of thing. What, in what way? Like a, a pig's is like corkscrew apparently. Well, very, very complicated sorts of things that when they pump them up, they get really twisted into locking bumps and all these sorts of things on them that help them get 
going properly. But the crazy thing about spiders is despite their venom, their venom actually is useful for things like um, they're actually looking at some spiders for, for binding down breast cancer cells, for example. What? So funnel web venom, because it affects us, it becomes of interest to pharmaceutical companies. They start developing it up. And there's a spider in China whose name been named after me, Macrothelia raveni, and now there's a toxin named after me, raven toxin. So what do, why did that spider get named after you in China? Because I'm the world expert on this particular group of spiders all over the world. So, yeah, I spent a year in New York in 1983 and did a massive big work and set the rules about how to distinguish between various things and what's what and that kind of thing. So it's what they call a monograph. So I did one of those. So you're an expert on on what kind of spiders? Trapdoor tarantula funnelweb spiders, yeah. Okay, cool. And, and so there's a, a version of one of those that you discovered... And and then you named it up. Well, I know this wasn't. I didn't discover it at all. This was just named because they thought I was a great guy. Oh, it happens sometimes. That's what, <laughs> but a, I'm a, great what guy. a legacy you have a spider named after. Well, you. there's quite a few out there named after me, but this one's really? rather interesting because it's got also a venom named after me. Oh, and and yeah. So what is what is that? Um, the re- venom is raven toxin. But what yeah. is, what is what is it made for? Are they manufacturing? Well, they're testing it against breast cancer now. Yeah. Well. yeah. Are there yeah. are there any other venoms that they're using for any other kind of cancers or any? any well, other? when they when the, every spider species has got a different venom, and one of the amazing things is that even with one species, like the Fraser Island funnel web that occurs up on Fraser Island, is supposed to be the same species as one at Toowoomba. It's supposed to be the same one as it occurs, you know, around Mount Glorious and through there. But every, spe- every locality, the venom is slightly different. So that that's potentially something else that's interesting they can look at. They test all these venoms against all these cancers and look for pain control and amazing things, yeah. Wow, man. That's, that's incredible. Um, so how do they, how do they make a... Um how do they make a, a cure? What do you call it? A um, an an- well, an antidote. What the, the anti-venom? Anti-venom. How the do anti- they make? How do they make an antivenom? Well, what they usually do is they inject it into an animal that's bigger than we are, hmm. and then they extract the antibodies from that and, and build up the antivenom that they can inject into us. So one of the problems, for example, is that they used to do the redbacks on horses, hmm. but we get so much horse serum already from things like tetanus and things like that. Now, if we get a double hit from horse serum from the redback antivenom, then there's a possibility we'll get an anaphylactic shock reaction. So that they switched over to sheep and they started extracting the, the um, venom reaction, the antibodies from the, from the sheep. So, so they inject the sheep with funnel spider, venom. Redback, well, redback. Redback venom. Yep. And then they, the antibodies, which is like something that the sheep releases, just explain it to me because I'm trying to figure it out. Well, the ge- antibodies the sheep releases that you, you capture that. Then they extract that, that from the blood and start you know, refining it, and then they can pass it back to us. So, oh, okay. So, and and that antivenom, they figure out where the molecules are, and they can mass produce it or something. They, they do to do, do to some extent. Yeah, it's uh, some of the times that um, the easiest way that they can actually get the antivenom is by extracting it from the spiders. It's difficult to manufacture. It's a very special sort of thing. Every species has its own way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, so that then they, they start developing it by injecting that into animals like horses and that sort of thing. Yeah. Is it an expensive thing to do or is it expensive? Very, very to- expensive, I think, yeah. I mean, whether you get, um, how much antivenom you get depends very much on your health insurance. Oh, really? So if I get bitten by a spider and I don't have health insurance, it's, it's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money. Well, it either, either like that or, you know, you might be put out to pasture. You know, you might be well, fried. I they might know. just say bad luck, you can die. That's um, right, yeah. Well, in well, some what would it cost you, if you had to pay for it? 
I don't know. The costs have gone up and up and up all the time, as with all these things. But one of the things, you know, people come down from New Guinea and they beg people at medical conferences to pass over their out-of-date antivenom for various things like snakes mm. because it's just so expensive and they can't get any antivenom up there of any seriousness. So it's a really big thing to try and get something against these kinds of things that bite and attack people. So would you be the number one spider guy in the world? In one of the groups, in, in, in the trapdoor tarantula and funnel web groups, I'm one of the number ones. There's about three or four of us at the moment. They're um, are standing a little bit aside to let some of the younger ones come up. Oh. And once they get a little bit higher up, I'll clip them over the ear and say, now learn this properly. <laughs> so, oh, right, there's your phone. It's, it's the spidey signal. Oh, hey. <laughs> I thought you'd have a, like a Spider-Man ringtone or something like that. Spider-Man. I do. I do. I have R2-D2 on that one. <laughs> what do you think about movies like Spider-Man? Do you think it's a load of shit? No, but on the, on the, on the, on the films, you know, the thing that bit Spider-Man um, is, a, is a, a spider that normally occurs under rocks on the ground, and there it is up in a circular web. And, um, oh. then, and then Spider-Man, when he swings through the, through the sky, right, he, he's got like a rope in his hand. He spins out a web rope, but spiders don't have webs like ropes. They no. have webs like springs. Yeah. So when he would get to the end of the swing... It'd twang him back. Straight back, yeah. So there's a little bit of, yeah. Don't tell the Marvel people that. No, I'm very oh, happy with... Upset. I grew up on Marvel, don't... No, is it Marvel? No, is yeah. it Marvel or DC? It's Marvel. Yeah. So that there are really weird spiders... Who do really weird things like the redback, you know, babies and all this sort of thing. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. That's showing how very functional they are. But a few years back, um, I was out on a on a reef and started finding spiders at two a.m. in the morning on a reef that was six hundred meters off Port Douglas. On a reef. On a reef. Hey. And the thing was that this reef, the only time we could get out to this reef was when there was a big low tide coming in. So the tide had to drop below 0.3 of a metre. And when that happens, the reef actually gets exposed to air and the spiders come out running. So we were 600 metres out across a mud flat and there are these spiders running around. I mean, what could you call a spider like that? Well, with a name like high tide, low tide, you'd have to go for Bob Marley, right? <laughs> so we named it after Bob Marley. And that's where <laughs> we have a lot of fun playing with these kind the of Marley names. spider. Bob Marley, yeah. That's so Bob cool. Marley, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, a few years before that I had one... And Lou Reed had just died, so I thought, right, he's got a name. So I've named a spider on Lord Howe Island after him. So What's it called? Nissus Lou Reedy. Lissus Lou Reedy. Nissus Lou Reedy, yeah. <laughs> so people probably study spiders and they probably no, have no idea that you've just gone, um, I'm a Lou Reed fan, let's just name it after Lou Reed. Well, I don't know. I think by, in the naming process, you actually say why you named it after them. So there's a good clue about that. And, you know, you don't name it after somebody you don't like. So well, sometimes they do. Yeah, somebody named a, a slime mold weevil after President Bush. He tried <laughs> to assure them that it was a um, it was an honour. <laughs> Is there a Trump spider? Maybe it's a orange hairy one? Not yet. No. <laughs> Are you saving that one? No. Yeah, so let's talk about the spider's anatomy when you talked about the uh, the genitalia. But spiders have eight eyes. Do they all have eight eyes? Most of or them have eight eyes. eyes. Yeah, they they have some sort of combination. Why that many eyes? Well, I think it's the same thing. They've got eight legs. So you can see eyes. where every leg is. Well, no, and then they originally had eight spinnerets, these things that make the silk. And there are some, some still out there that have eight spinnerets. So something hit fired up four times, two times, two times, two times, two is your eight. So it's something that repeated four times in everything. 
And so uh, if a spider loses a leg or two... It grows it back, usually within grows about... it back. Two molts and it's usually back again. So that's one of the things we do with these tarantulas. You see, we need a bit of we need a bit of tissue out of them, and we just grab hold hold onto their leg very tight, and she just twists her leg off, snaps it off. She don't care. She like yeah, I'll grow another one. Yep, yep. How long does it take to grow another one back? Well, she'd probably within in a in a year molt, she'd probably need two years to get a good leg back again. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a that's a long recovery time. Yeah, yeah, but she can still. I've seen spiders running around with four legs on one side. That's a pretty tricky thing to do. What the hell? They just go around and around in circles. No, they figure it out. They've got something keeping it all going. How long they live for? Well, the tarantulas and trapdoors will get out to you know twenty or thirty years. There was a trapdoor died last year. I think it was forty-three years old. They'd been tracking it for forty-three years oh. from birth. Yeah, so um, the very old animals. But the the redbacks and so forth, maybe a year or two at the most. Daddy oh. long legs, maybe five years. What's the shortest lifespan of a spider? Because like some mosquitoes last a day, don't they? No, I think don't think spiders go into that. I mean, they've got to get through the first molt they shed once in this inside the egg sac, hmm. and then they've got to come out of that, and they've got to feed up a bit, get a bit of colour, and then they the, the fastest one I've we've heard about is a male, and again it was one of these things. Of what the hell's that all about? Sort of thing. As the male comes out of the egg sac and he's already mature. Right. Normally there's time to get mature, which means he can stri- go straight back and mate with his mother too. A completely different thing to the redback. So, yeah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes they, sometimes the males actually bind one of their reproductive organs down, the, the palps, and turn around it until it snaps off and then they can go and mate properly with the other one. Something asymmetrical about the whole situation. So what's the, what's the spider's biggest predator? Man, I guess. No, the spider's biggest predator are the spiders. Other spiders, eat spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as the the redback story showed so clearly, but, you know, when wolf spider babies hatch out, they crawl onto their mother's back and they hang around there for about seven days and then they run. And when they run off their mother's back, they're food for each other and for the mother. So it's like, you know, my brother's out to get me kind of thing. That's such a weird thing that they just know that their other brothers and sisters are trying to eat them. Well, they're no longer brothers and sisters, right? The, these guys are predators and they're out to survive. So mm. whatever's out there, they're going to take. So it's every man for himself. Absolutely. And often that's the thing. It's often your siblings or younger ones of your same species that you're actually taking out. Very functional existence. So spiders are just like the most alien thing on the planet other than octopuses, I reckon. They're, they they're are like so bizarre. different to everything else. Yeah, they are pretty bizarre. And they have one of the most prim- simple mouth part systems. You know, I mean, these things, you know, they, they fang into you, they vomit, they t- stick a tube into you and they vomit into that, liquefy your contents it's and then suck weird. it all back out again. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it is. How, how did that evolve? Like, where did, where did Mother Nature go, I know, I'm going to invent something with eight, well, eight just, legs, you know, you eight just, eyes, and it's going to bite people, vomit stuff into their body and kill them? Well, it had to get food out of the system pretty quickly and that was a good way to do it. Hold on to your food while you're drinking it and then, yeah. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Yep. Um, so do you think out of all the uh, animals on the planet that that would be the one most likely to be from another planet? I suspect so, yeah. I suspect these could quite easily come in on a comet or something like that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you're just messing with my head now. What other animals do you look after? And I don't think there's anything else I can ask you about spiders because well, I know that you have a lot of other animals there at the Queensland well, Museum. Well, we've, we've, we've also got scorpions. And we've got oh, some man, geckos no, and big, big, big cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. You ever eaten scorpion? No. No, they sell them in, in like Asian countries. Yeah, but you're getting, you're getting the sweet stuff around. You're not tasting the scorpion itself. 
Now that's you, you, you're, it's overwhelming. It's like wasabi. It overwhelms the taste of the fish oh, so so much. Yeah, it? I don't want to eat that. Yuck! It's disgusting. I saw when I was in China, I was in Shanghai. They're cooking them by the side of the road. I'm like, Ugh, why would you bother? Yeah, well, I mean, they do it with tarantulas, and I think that's when they actually <sighs> rip the fangs off. I think them. I saw them too. That's yeah. that's just foul. Yeah. So, um, well, you look up the scorpions. Wow, they're they're full on. Yeah. And um, and what are the other ones? And I don't look after them, but we've got cockroaches and geckos there as well. So and snakes and all sorts. Oh, of but things. you're you're primarily like the the spider guru, the spider expert. I'm the arachnid, the eight legged one. Yep. Are there any other other animals or bugs or roaches or or things that just that blow your mind that you see at the Queensland Museum or anything else you've you've been studying over the years and thought, well, you know, spiders are pretty amazing. I've been studying them for a long time. I might just move on to this little critter. Well, no, there are lots of things that lots still lots more work to do. But you, I think probably the world is the most amazing thing is mites. You know, we were talking to the guy who was in the shortlist to go to Mars and I said, are you taking any animals? He said, oh, no, it's much too expensive to take animals. And I said, well, if you grab hold of one of your eyelash, eyebrows and pull the hair out and squash it under a slide, you'll find that you're actually carrying dozens of mites under each little bit of fat follicle. under the, uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we're, so we're, we are, our body is a source of food for lots of things. So, so what you're saying basically is he could go to Mars and drop some of those mites off his eyebrow and eyelash. They and could then, take over. And in a few billion years, they, they could be battling us. Maybe not, supremacy. maybe not even that fast. I mean, you know, there's some spiders on, on uh, Hawaii. It's a very, very young island. I mean, it constantly changes. It's, it's about mm. five million years old, parts of it. But there are spiders on, on Hawaii where in the rest of the world they're still stuck to the orb web and these guys have gone off and start wandering. So in a very short space of time, animals under pressure can change and modify and, and adapt. I mean, the redback's doing gone from out, out west of, west of uh, Sydney out to up to Japan, very cold, wet and damp. So, you know... And they, they've adapted. Very adapted, yeah. They, but lots of young... Selection operates very quickly, picks on the one that works best, you know, the best-looking male, off, off he goes with his mother. And so what about this Hawaiian spider that you mentioned? I love Hawaii. You're freaking me out here. So is there something uh, I need to worry about in my next holiday to Hawaii? Harmless. No, they're completely harmless, these things. And, I mean, I was up in Hawaii and I went looking for them and didn't find any. But So you have to go to the right places, I think. But, you know, they're amazing when these an animal that has been millions and millions of years building orb webs and all of a sudden it changes, just slap like that. So. so when you go on these spider hunting exhibitions, you you stay out, you camp out, and you mentioned you had a spider on your pillow when you got back after hunting for spiders one night. What do you do? Do you dig holes? Do you go looking under rocks? You go, do you well, climb trees? Yeah, no, you, in the daytime you go out and try and keep cool in the heat, but you know, you get out early in the morning, you go looking for webs, you're looking for holes... And, you know, come around about midday is a good time to find the holes because the sun's right down and you see this white circle and a black hole in the middle of it. So there's a good sign that there's a trapdoor or a tarantula or something like that down there. And then you go out at night and you put a head torch right up between your, between your eyes, right, you know, on the bridge of your nose up there. And all of a sudden the world lights up. There's millions of little stars out there and every one of them is called a spider, little sh- eyes shining on the ground all over the place. So it's a freak-out world for, for someone with your kind of perspective. Oh, yeah, man. So, do, what, do you have a, a camera on a stick like the plumber does to find out what's, what's clogging up your drain? Do you some have, of them, have, some of them we do. Let's yeah. go and have a look at these yeah. little bastards. Because yeah. I, I used to be the voice of a show called Meerkat Manor. And what we do, you know, Daisy and Eusarian and Shakespeare, that were the names of all these meerkats in the yeah. Kalahari Desert. We put all these cameras down into their burrows and, you, you know, we made a show about it. Could, yeah. you, ever, could you ever make a show 
about spiders. They're a bit and small. Give them names. That's the thing. You'd, you'd lose track of them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you'd fighting with uh, with the optics. You know, the optics are not really that good on those kind of cameras. Do you do that though? Do you have those little cameras that go? We into the do, and we intrude into their lives, and we see what's going on. I mean, sometimes you know, we were I was with a BBC crew, and they said we we want to dig this one up, and I said no, you can't. She's got an egg sac. She's you know, we're going to dig up you know a spider that's probably thirty or forty years old with a couple of hundred young there. We're not going to we're not going to do that. We're going to go find one that hasn't got an egg sac. So. Oh, so the BBC people wanted to invade and intrude and possibly kill that spider well, no, that's they 40 wanted, years they old. They wanted to film it. They wanted to put their tube down and that kind of thing. So. Oh, and you said, no, can't no, do that? No, let's do another so one. So you're, you're quite protective of spiders. I am. You're a spider I mean, guardian. See, the, the remember TV what producer I said. Yeah, didn't no, give a shit. Just want to go in there. Let's just fucking get in there and film that little spider, but... Not, not in your world. No, no. Well, it's, it's all about karma. I remember what I said about the guy that whacked the huntsman at eye level? Got straight back at him. You go attacking spiders and they'll come around when you're not looking and get you weird. Yeah, they'll and they'll get, freak you out. That's all they need to do. They don't need to back. bite. No, they don't need to bite. They just need to freak you out. Scare you and hope you have a heart attack. That's yeah, probably yeah, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. And so you've made a few docos with do- BBC or any documentary makers? Yeah, quite a few documentaries. Oh, maybe. Wow. Any we should look out for? Uh, I think they all get superseded pretty quickly. You know, there was one because there's always new spiders coming out of the reef and in Hawaii and well, Japan. Well, just and... you know, old films they don't keep going that much anymore. But you know, yeah, it's a bit of a tragedy for me because I've, we did a great kids book back in 2002, I think, and the company just stopped producing it anymore. So I'm trying to go out and buy them all secondhand. Oh, the gift, they stopped making the gift book. Yeah, in the yeah, gift shop. Yeah. Well, why don't you make your own books and you can sell them when you go on shows like this? Yeah, well, that's a whole new world. I like doing what you I'm doing. You could just do an e-book with videos. Yeah, you could. Yep. We should, we should do, you know what? We should team up. We should do a documentary on, you know, the, the spiders that are escaping Australia and going to Japan and just interview people in Japan about redbacks. Well, we don't need to just end it up in Japan. I mean, some of these things got to the South Atlantic island of Tristan da Cunha. What? So, you know, they just went on a satellite tracking station that was parked at Narrabri and then tripped over to Sydney, got cooked up on Hawaii for a little while and the spiders built up a number and went over to Miami, built up again, and then they shipped it down to Tristan da Cunha. Thousands of baby spiders. Selection wow. starts operating. The ones that are cold-adapted survive Bill and was doing really well. If you could choose any spider to make a documentary about today, which one would it be? It'd probably be the hardest one of all. It'd be Bob Marley Eye, because that's the place where that's the place where Steve Irwin died. The same place, so it's a very very dangerous location. Really, uh, you've got sharks, you've got stingrays, you've got crocodiles. The whole thing are all shooting around that thing. So it'd be a very hard situation to do. I know these BBC crews are very good at this kind of thing, but it would test everything. Wow. So that's like Jurassic Park, that place. This is like stingrays and sharks and crocodiles. crocodiles and everything. Yep. Heavy stuff. And, yep. and where's that? That's um, up near the Great Barrier Reef? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, what about off um, you know, the, uh, the coast of uh, Western Australia, in the, around the um, Buccaneer Archipelago? There's like a thousand islands along there. Have you ever done any research along there? Because yeah. I've been up there on a fishing trip. And there's crocodiles and sharks and crazy animals everywhere. Yeah, that, that's uncharted territory. A lot there's of some that. big, there's some big tarantulas up there. Some amazing caves with amazing, amazing spiders in them. And there's some spiders up there. The tarantulas up there make a very special sound. They make a sound like castanets going off. You know, we get all five of us spiders make a big, sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These tarantulas make a sound. Some of them just make a, sort of like a hissing sound. They call them whistling spiders as well. Oh man, that's oh, it's bad enough seeing a spider, but having a spider go. What's the sound like? Like what? What's the sound like? Well, the the one of them is a whistling sound, which is sort of like. Pss, 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 pss. Man, I 
I'm going to have nightmares. But some spiders are saying some of the huntsmen actually make a screaming sound as they're falling, and I can't figure out how this happens. Huntsmen make a screaming sound. Well, it's been reported. I've never seen it, and I've seen lots of huntsmen. It's been reported. Yeah. Is that the same guy that said the huntsmen? No, no, no. The most poisonous. No, it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's a reliable source. I don't know about that. Well, when, the, Raven. when they pay the silk out really fast, it may be coming out and making a bit of a, a sort of a, a harmonic sound with like a wind and that sort of thing. So I don't know what's doing it. Yeah. What other spiders make noises? Well, they're the main ones that, that, that you know, the, the, they've got to be fairly decent size with these things. And some of them actually have um, the one over near the Buccaneer Acapulco over there. Those guys have got a boombox on board. They've got an amplifying chamber on their mouth parts that um, makes a, you know, a good echo back to, to amplify the sound. So we could ever be having a, a loud conversation here, half a dozen of us, and have one of these little spiders sit in front of us and makes a sound, it'll shut us all up. Just like that very loud animal. What? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the so small spider. What's yeah, yeah. it called? Well, they call them a rattlesnake because it makes a sound like a rattlesnake too. A rattlesnake spider. Yeah. yeah. Man, so where is the highest population of spiders in the world, so I know to never go there. Um, I think the the one that we know best is probably England, where they've got very big numbers of money spiders. And you know England. what? England. Yeah. Well, they got lots of little spiders, right? Oh, but money spiders about. are harmless. They're funny little well, things. Well, do you know why they're called money spiders? No, was it? Because if they land on your hand, so two will come money to it. And the other one was that they let them walk across a pool coupon, and which ones they wherever their legs touch, they cross them. That's why they call them money spiders. There's a film made about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they're not, they're not poisonous. No, yeah, completely harmless. You wouldn't hardly notice them if you swallowed them. But Australia has the highest concentration of poisonous spiders in the world? The highest venomous ones, yeah, I think we probably do, yeah. But, I mean, it's more the size of the spider more than anything else. I mean, you know, some of the ones in South America, they're, they're about the size of a huntsman, and they, they do a better job than Viagra when they bite you. What? Are you kidding me? No. So this spider bites you and you crack a fat? Yeah. What? Why? They don't know. But they It's a joke spider. No, they're looking at it again from a pharmaceutical point of view. (laughs) These are just getting weirder and weirder. So are you telling me this spider will crawl up to you in the middle of the night while you're camping? No, 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 no. And you're like, oh no. I've got an erection and I don't know why. No, no. You go. I mean, one of the favourite things that happens with a lot of spiders around the place is that people hang their clothes out overnight and the spider goes and builds in the clothes like a nappy, hmm. right? And then the spider gets wrapped, hump, lady pulls the nappy off in the morning, spider's already tucked itself back up away under the fold of the nappy, folds it up, takes it back, puts it down, puts it down, baby's bitten by the spider. So these kind of spiders are getting around easily in like things like banana cases and things like that so people are easily bitten by putting their fingers in and you know you're full of shit you're <clears> making this up no come on man you're fucking with me there is no such spider google it that bites you and you get a stiffy get google it <laughs> so who's the first guy that got bitten by that spider oh, i don't know all that, that just ended stuff. up with a massive fat for like four was it it was like it just a it was probably some very innocent arachnologist who was trying to mishandle the thing and turned around and bit him and he wondered what was going on. It was like a horny goat weed kind of erection that, that he got? Know. Or was it like a, I've never had Viagra before in my entire life, I'm going to have an erection for five days. That was, from I think that's where it came from, yeah, something out there. Yeah. So this guy's walking around and like, it won't go down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Oh, well, maybe I was bitten by a It was certainly, certainly placed in the same class <laughs> as Viagra. Is, that, is this true? Like, is, was he just... Google it. 
Okay. Camping with a whole heap of dudes and just realised, why have I got an erection all the time? Mm. Just maybe he realised he was gay. He, tried, yeah. he just likes, gay, he yeah. likes dudes. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a spider. Oh, man, I spit my... This crazy new spider. And it's given me a, 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 a... It's roofied me and I've got an erection. No? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is that really true? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What other weird things happen to people? Keep going with that. That's awesome. And what's the weirdest thing that happens from a spider bite besides dying or getting a stiffy? Well, I think the big thing is when they get bitten by uh, the redbacks, they, they sometimes take like three hours to fire. The venom is very slow moving, so you, you know, and you don't try to localise the, the venom. You don't put crepe bandages or tourniquets or anything that's on. But slowly you get these little little um, blisters, like uh, spots of sweating build up, and then you can actually get tetanus from it. And if you can imagine a man lying on his back, arched up in the air, that's what tetanus does to you. It fires every like muscle. Like rigor mortis or something. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Flexing all All the muscles like fire, and that's what the redback like can big do. Big spasm. Like they right. do all sorts of crazy things with and the eyes. And you start frothing at the mouth? or Yeah, that kind of thing. Really crazy. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone do that? Anyone no, bitten? Have they ever no, brought them to you? You're no. a spider expert. Fix this person. They've been bitten. No, well, I mean, that's the, that's the domain of the medical profession, right? That's their job. My job is to say what it is hmm. or try to say what it is. And most of the time we can't do that because most of the time people didn't actually see the spider bite. And this has been one of the major issues. Oh, so you, issues. you just give them the funnel web venom and just hope it's one of the... Cause no, it doesn't work. fixes them all, doesn't no, no. it? No, well, no. Oh, so the very, red very one expensive. fixes them all. And see, the right funnel web venom won't be held everywhere because it's it's only only in areas where we know funnel webs occur that they actually have them nearby. Right. So no point having them in Cairns because there's nothing close by that people are going to get bitten by. But around here, they're around here. They're around here, but they're not so common, say, as up Toowoomba or Nambour up that way and Mullaney and through there. So do people ever get bitten by a spider, like a funnel web or redback or trapdoor or whatever, and not know they're bitten? And then just like, they develop the symptoms and then they're just like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, there was one lady who was, she was gardening. She was pulling out the grasses beside a fence hmm. and she was getting bitten heavily by the green ants, the big nasty green ants. And, hmm. you know, an ant bite hurts like hell straight yeah. away yeah and the redback doesn't it redback is a slow developing oh. so hidden underneath the bites of all the ants was a redback bite hiding away in that and finally this crescendo developed over time and she's like hang on a minute the green they, ant thing's still hurting me yeah yeah and well it was a different beha- behavior it's got little pot patches of sweating and that kind of thing and the, and the green ant pain dissipates with time whereas the other one was increasing. So they started to give her antivenom. They got up to seven ampules before they realised that, you know, she'd probably been bitten seven or eight times. S- seven ampules? What's an ampule? Ampule is the, ve- uh, the Little tube viral of venom. Thing. Yep. Right, yeah, so yeah. there's seven or eight of them, and they're like, mm. yep, she was bitten, yep. bitten a few times yep. by the yep. redback, right? Yep. Wasn't that lady doing, hanging out with those green ants anyway? Maybe she's making a green ant salad. You know, <laughs> you know people eat green ants? Well, I think there's people. Yeah, they in North Queensland. They can you can eat green no, ants. They're yeah, quite well, tasty. In, in North Queensland, like uh, I read, they goes up in Cairns, and there was a restaurant I went to, and you could order a green ant salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they they're like citrusy flavour. Yeah, that's what that lady was yep, doing. Yeah, she was out catching some free green ants for her lunch, and she's just gone. Oh, whoops! Bitten by a redback. Sounds like it. Yeah. No, no. Well, these are different green ants. Those are fairly innocuous things that just bite and hold on. The ones that occur around the southern states are more vicious than their dark green tend to bite really hard. Mm. Hey, uh, how was the World Science Fair that was on recently? That was another crazy event, right? Yeah. That was just absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the, the number of people that, that are coming into that sort of thing and are really enjoying it mm. because then that we, we bring in turtles, baby turtles, and eggs are hatching coming down from Monrepo. 
Um, and the kids just absolutely love that stuff, seeing those things. You know, I think three or 4,000 a day went through the turtle alone. But over 20,000 went through the museum each day. So Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah the World Science Fair is just finished, I believe, in Queensland. In well, Brisbane. no, it's still, it's still one to go in Chinchilla, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. so they're moving it around. Yeah, yeah, it has various little spots where it flares up, yep. Uh, and you're working on that up there in Chinchilla? No, I've done my my first three years. I worked very hard on all those locations. So oh, did you? Wow. They gave oh, me so a little you... break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. It's been going for that long. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is the fourth year. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And so um, what's happening up in Chinchilla and when is that? How can people get up to see that and where, where can they get the info? Well, I think if you go to... Um, World Science, just search for World Science Festival on the web, you'll find it. It'll come up and you'll see what's on. I mean, it'll be a, a great show for the locals up there. We always do something really nice. And we previously we've taken some live spiders, tarantulas and trapdoors and, and uh, scorpions and some of the golden orbs that we see around the place. Um, hopefully they're in a good mood because they've had a bit of rain. They've, you know, it hasn't been as desolately dry as, as some places. So, yeah. That's great. And so that's up in, in Chinchilla. If anyone wants to find out that info, they can go there. And where can they find you? You got any Twitter or you on any social media or stuff? Do we have to go to the Queensland Museum and You have to go to the Queensland Museum. Yeah, yeah. Well, you throw questions in and they'll throw them at me. That's right. Hey, get the Spider-Man down here. Yeah, yeah. Get the Well, Raven. they don't really get me down, but they certainly get me at it, certainly, yeah. It's funny that your last name's Raven and that's like a raven would eat a spider. That's right. Um, yeah, it's... You just a, think about that sometimes. Well, I, I mean, one of the things that... <laughs> One of the things that uh, we know with some of these spiders is that the you know the willy wagtails and stuff they they make a sort of clatter sound with their, their beaks, and they fly down onto the ground and, and roar basically make this vibration sound in front of the the wolf spider burrows and the spider comes up and the little spider goes down bird goes down and takes the spider like that so oh. nature knows about these kind of vibration so what, what, things. What what, what is the Spider come out from hearing that sound. Just because to see what it's the, the same thing as I was talking about, the vibration of the four-wheel drive. Something's generating a vibration, it comes out to it. So a lot of these spiders are operating purely on, on disturbance vibration, which they think is an insect, therefore food, coming right. out to get some food, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a bird there and takes them like that. So what do we do if we get bitten by a spider? What's the first thing we just ring triple O? Well, no, if, I mean, if you're real wuss, you might, and you really want to start the problems rolling. But the thing is that even when people get bitten by a redback, you go to hospital, they'll let you sit there. They're not being rude or impolite or anything like that. They're waiting for that three-hour threshold to come in. Only by three hours will they know whether you've got a really good bite, a bad bite, in the case may be, um, or whether it's just sometimes the spider can bite and not actually deliver venom. So that's one of the things that we often get with these sorts of things. Oh, hang on. So if you know you've been bit by a spider and you feel... It doesn't mean you've got a venom, yeah. You feel a bit sick, maybe? Well, often they feel sick just because they're a bit nervous. Oh, you know, we had one guy bitten by these big tarantulas and, you know, while I was talking to him, he said, oh, I'm not feeling too bad now. You, oh, really good. No, I'm right. I'll have a beer. I'll be fine. So, yeah. And it he was, was all right? Yeah, in a matter of 10-minute phone call. Maybe, so, maybe beer is, is a anti-venom for some spiders. Well, it's good for some things, but the big thing that my job is to try and talk them out of the fear zone. You know, yeah. I mean, one lady rang up and she said, you know, she's talking to me about 10 minutes. And I totally changed my style of interviewing after this. And, and she said, oh, can I take the tourniquet off now? I said, oh, goodness me, yes, of course, take it off. Shouldn't have been on in the first place. wasn't dangerous at all. So you've got to check with them what they've done yeah. in terms of, you know... You, you, so you shouldn't put a tourniquet on if you get bitten by a spider? Well, it, no, you shouldn't put a tourniquet on at all. You should be using crepe bandage, the same trick with snakes. Oh, so tourniquets just, just, are very just dangerous. compress the, the, the compression bite, bandage, but, yeah. but not a tourniquet. A tourniquet no. is like if you cut your leg off. Yep, yep. <laughs> you want the blood to stop, yep. 
It's like, that's ridiculous putting a tourniquet on. Yeah, yeah. That's funny what people do. Well, Mr. Raven, thank you so much for chatting to me about spiders, about all the all things creepy crawly. And uh, if people want to want to come and see all your action, it's uh, it's happening seven days a week at the Queensland Museum. Uh, what exactly can they see there if they go right in the next few days? Well, at the moment, um, we've just opened um, the NASA display, which is absolutely fantastic. It's the only display in, in Australia of this, all these space shuttle pieces and objects and things like that. But we've also got the biodiversity display open. And the crazy thing is that we've got two of them side by side, which is wonderful. One of them is by habitat and the other one is by animal groups. But if the kids go and have a look at the um, look at the tree kangaroos, for example, and the little kids can see this before the adults will, they'll see some interesting spiders underneath the tree kangaroo. Oh, so there's okay. lots of spiders hidden through the display, a bit like a usory painting or something. But not spiders like hidden in the way that oh, like they're right there. No, oh, no, they oh. won't come out and get you. But they'll sit around. They're tucked away in hidden spots. And None the kids drop can them find down from your head to freak no, you out. No, no, no. We've taken care of all those. Does anyone ever do that to you at work? Like trick you with you ever freak people out or frighten them with a fake spider no we don't we don't it's very hard to frighten someone must have a plastic spider lying around you have to catch me asleep to get me upset (laughs) thank you mr raven you're welcome thank you for being on the mic cheers spider guru thanks mate